This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to my record release party. What record? Oh, I haven't talked about it that much on Rat Saturday Review? No, I really haven't. Here it is, Project Resurrect, and the album is called False Reality. And it's available on Bandcamp, projectresurrect.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's available May 7th, 2021. That is uh, this Friday. And uh, yeah, it goes live. It's 10 bucks on uh, Bandcamp, and we will soon. This is uh, just like a record just for myself. It's not a real... Uh, it's one of one. One of one, it will never ever be duplicated ever again. But, uh, yeah. put it on eBay. Who knows what you'll get? You know what? That's a good idea. Quick, let's raid Wayne's house. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the, the digital version will be out on Friday, and the uh, CD version, I'm not sure. I was hoping a month, but I'm getting the CDs, uh, a quote for the, the CD price right now. So whenever the CD gets released, then you guys that, purchase the cd if you're watching this we'll have it in your hands hopefully not too long from now but anyway i figured let's do like a little record release party listen to the songs that you guys hear the songs um and then you know even some people that don't even know about that about this album or anything they can hear it and if you want to buy it please go to Bandcamp and buy it all right and i know you guys have heard this album already so you know i'm not putting you through too much of a hassle am i how dare you <laughs> and George oh, didn't answer. <laughs> All right. Who did the artwork for the cover? Who did the artwork? I was Who asking. did the artwork? Um, some guy from Russia. I forget what his name is. Uh, crap. Uh, no. Um, it is a nice cover. Uh, after the first song, I, I will come back and I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'll look it up because I forget his name. Fido or something like that. Fido Art. Was it, it was under on Instagram? It doesn't matter. I'll find that when we come back. But here's our first track. We are one. All right.
that was a song we are one. Uh, that did was I, actually. Did I, like, did I like it? I think you liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well written, <laughs> well produced. Drums are stellar. Oh, the drummers are really good. I beat. I, I'm very impressed with, with what you guys have done there. Yeah. Truly. So why don't we ask the artists some questions then? Let's ask them. Okay. Wayne, can you give us a little backstory on your co-collaborators on this, your guitar playing slash bassist and your vocalist? Yes, I can. Uh, the vocalist, uh, Leandro Bastos, he's actually, we found him on, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the band, um, the band, the uh, website the, Fiverr. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, he was he's hired, you know, he's a hired musician. Uh, but it took us a long time to try to find somebody to sing on the songs. We've had other people from other bands. We actually had the guy from, uh, what? You found, found it? it? Oh, you finally found oh, it. Oh, I remember this one because I, I did a little demo key for you. Yes, yes. It was, yeah, you were supposed to do the keyboards and we scrapped it. Yes. <laughs> you learned that I'm just a middling keyboard player. Yeah. yeah. Nothing personal. <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. But, uh, yeah, actually, we went through a lot of uh, vocalists and uh, – uh, one of the most notable one, uh, maybe, uh, a guy from Australia, uh, from the band um, uh, Lethal Vendetta, uh, Brent Logan. He was going to – I wanted him to you know, sing on the songs and everything, but it just mm-hmm. didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Then we found Leandro, and uh, you know, he just – he sounds good. He's got uh, – he's kind of a mix of like a lot of different uh, – like Andy Dears from Halloween and uh, you know, some – Bruce – yeah, he has some Bruce Dickinson type stuff in his, in his vocals, so he just fit really good in the music. And uh, my guitarist, Pete, uh, I'm going to really screw up his last name, Rig- Rigopoulos? Rigopoulos. All right, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm dealing with two Greeks here, so you understand. Zito. <laughs> but yeah, me and him, uh, when we started this band, we started with other people, just didn't work out, and I said, let's just do this on our own. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he mostly comes up with the, the riffs and stuff. Um, actually, with this song, We Are One, this was an, actually an old Phoenix Rain song. Lou, we might have played this song. You might have heard it at some point. I believe I have. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you guys played it. The last time I heard you play it was at Tipperary Arms in the summer of 2004. Oh, jeez. Wow. But it's, it's changed a lot since then. Uh, we changed it's the... Uh, yeah. Not only that it evolved, but um, he, my guitarist, to make it completely our own, he changed the key of the guitar and then he also uh you know we changed the solo section and uh i don't think the song was as fast as it is now as it used to be so it was a lot a little bit slower but uh the idea is still there you know yeah. and it, it never got recorded so i always wanted to it was one of my favorite songs from the phoenix rain era and uh it's just something that uh i wanted to record and just never got done so well your drum style definitely has uh I think you definitely kept it up. It sounds as good as it did then, if not better. I think Pete's got some great chops as a guitar player. And Leandro, uh, I'm going to put the dude over right now. I mean, dude's like a chameleon with his voice. I mean, the way he can blend in and out of any kind of vocal style. And Leandro, actually, is the vocalist who did uh, Hunting High and Low with us. He did a great job on that stellar performance. Yeah, Yeah, he's a very good vocalist. And, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to hire him to do their stuff, uh, just look him up, Leandro Bastos. He's on he's on Instagram, uh, mostly on Instagram, actually. It's on uh, Leandro Bastos Music. But uh, you can find him on Fiverr.com. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of stuff. Very, very uh, reasonably priced, too. So I definitely recommend him. And if I ever do another album, he's definitely going to be another, uh, a part of it. You know, he's, he's definitely going to be the vocalist for that, too. Awesome. So. I can't see anybody else really singing the songs. You know, he fits so well with the music. 
And uh, yeah, Pete, uh, he comes up with so many ideas, and actually, he comes up with his ideas so fast. I'm just, uh, I, I'm amazed. I mean, it's hard him to just, keep up. Yeah, me and him yeah. just click so well together. So, it's fun making music with him. So, hopefully, we get to do another one. But uh, let's get to the next song. Keep moving on. Uh, oh, now, actually, the the other thing about this album is the songs are kind of in order of the way we actually wrote them. Oh, it, nice. Yeah, it didn't really. We didn't intentionally do that. You know, I mean, it just happened that the the songs kind of work in the order that they're in. Maybe one or two songs we switched. I think it was maybe. Uh, Blood on My Hands and In My Dreams, I think we switched those two, but otherwise everything is recorded in the same exact order that we we uh, we did it in, which is weird. Not every band does that, but... What's the next Keep On Moving? Next one is Keep On Moving, and we will be right back. Let me see if it'll...
song Keep Moving On. Uh, that song changed a lot when I first did that. I actually started putting videos on Facebook. And uh, if you go and watch those videos, you can see me doing the actual drums that I didn't. And they were kind of like all over the place. And uh, before we finished this album, I said, you know what? This song is too, uh, I guess, like a pop rock metal type song. And it doesn't need all those crazy drums. And I think it just needs like a simple, straightforward beat on it. And uh, as the right said, kind of punching kick, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And um, yeah, it, it worked way better with this drum beat than it did with the other one. Although I still like to hear what the other drum beat would sound like the way it is now, because it didn't have vocals with the other drum beat. So, okay. But, uh, Next question, boss. What? So, with the producer and the mixer slash master that you got for this record, mm. uh, how'd you come across that? Alex Rapetti, my savior. <laughs> Uh, my friend uh, Stan. Uh, actually, Stan was actually the original vocalist for Project Resurrect before it became Project Resurrect, but uh, he didn't stick with the band very long. But uh, he knew I was doing these songs. Actually, me and Pete were, well, Pete was mixing the album on his own. And uh, at some point, Pete, uh, it started to become a, a little too hard to <clears throat> to mix. And then he had his life stuff going on too. So we kind of uh, said, let's see if we can find somebody else to do this and Stan offered his friend Alex Rapetti to uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing that album, uh, that uh, name correctly. Uh, he, you know, suggested him to, uh, to mix and master the album. And um, we were kind of hesitant on doing it because I was kind of stuck on my ways to uh, how I want this album to sound kind of organic and just uh, real and, and just live in a way. And I was afraid of somebody ruining that, you know, cause I liked the way Pete was mixing already. But Alex did it, and uh, he got it very close to what Pete was do- already doing. So it came out pretty much fairly similar to what Pete was already doing. So I was like, all right, let's just continue with him. And uh, again, he was very reasonable. And uh, he actually, me and him talk almost every single day just about music and uh, even does our cover songs that we actually, us three, have been doing. He's uh, mixing all those two. So a very nice guy, and he's a very good mixer. And I, I suggest him to anybody, uh, alexrepetti.com, A-L-E-X-R-E-P-E-T-T-I.com. Very nice guy. So if you need any mixing done or mastering, even if guitars, bass, he plays everything. So if you need anybody. Yeah, if you want to hear the other work that he's done, go on Ratside Review. Check out our covers of Atomic Punk and Hunting High and Low. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good stuff. It does a good job. George? Yes. You ready for the next song, or do you not have that one either? I don't know. <laughs> that one is Kill or Be Killed. Killed. Let's see yeah. if it comes up. Let's see if it comes up, and here it comes right nope. now. Maybe. All right, great. Lovely. Kill or Be Killed. I got Dead Mountain. <laughs> Shot a man's just a 
That song sounded vaguely familiar. It does sound vaguely familiar. I used that on the intro to Rat Sound Review. You ah. <laughs> I thought that one was the coolest. I, I, I what else? What did I start with? I started. I forgot what other songs I used to use, but uh, when I finally got the band's our music going, uh, I just figured this song sounded the best as the intro. So, well, it's it always best to use your own music. This way, you don't have to pay anybody else to do it. <laughs> exactly. Get stuff monetized, you know. Yeah, well, hey, I'll get my own stuff monetized, and the money goes right to me anyway, right? Yeah. I'm killing two birds with one stone there. Mo money, mo money, mo money. Exactly. Um, and actually, I was talking earlier about uh, an old vocalist, uh, one of the original vocalists that we had for this band, and he's he wrote the original lyrics for this song, which aren't the ones that you just heard now. But uh, Brent Logan, he actually the the song, the lyrics for this song, the melody is based off his melody that he originally sang. So thanks, thankful to him. We were able to write the lyrics because neither me or Pete are lyric writers whatsoever. Well, actually, George was about to ask you the uh, question pertaining to that, Wayne. George, the floor is yours, sir. Well, thank you, sir. Wayne, who wrote the songs? <laughs> who wrote, who the, wrote the songs? 
Uh, we actually, uh, there's only eight songs, so I said, you take four, I'll take four. Okay. And that's how, that's as easy as it was. Uh, and then, then it really got hard though, because like I said, I don't know how to write lyrics and just, I, I just can't grab, you know, especially like listening to a song and then trying to write lyrics to it as the song's going. That's, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. And if you don't have that melody in your head of what should be on the verses or a chorus or whatever, it just mm-hmm. won't come to you, you know? Well, how many songs do you know that where you listen to the words and you're like, what the hell did they just say? But it's yeah, like, that's really right. Or the melody. Right. <laughs> that is the voice of angels you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen. That is. Yes, that it is. is. It's an actual melody in the background. But uh, when we first had the songs, Pete actually put melodies for the uh, verses and choruses. So if we did have an idea for vocals, then they would just follow with his guitars. But then over time, those melodies kind of didn't work because we changed up a lot of the riffs and the drumming and stuff like that. So we just got rid of them. And then uh, when it came to lyric time, it was like starting all over again. Sure. But none of the lyrics are really kind of like thought-provoking or deep-thinking lyrics. I mean, that one is basically about... um, uh, like a sniper hunting somebody, you know. He just Pete just came up with that out of nowhere. I don't know how he did it. I was I was trying to get him on the show, but uh, he couldn't do it right now. But that's how he came up with that one. And that's how most of his lyrics are. He just comes up, and, you know, the top of his head. So that was that one. Um, what else was I going to say about that song? Um, oh, that was one of my favorite uh, drumming songs. I, I love the speed of that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chorus part is my favorite because it's just uh, very catchy and melodic. And even the guitar solo, I think that's one of my favorite guitar solos on the album as well. And it was another thing Pete was not really comfortable about doing guitar solos because he's mostly a rhythm player. And since we didn't have another guitar player, he's like, just do the solos yourself. He was afraid, but he did it. What were we going to say? We baby steps. Um, actually, no, I did ask you to do stuff on here, but you did not have recording capabilities to do any of it. Oh, yes, this is true. Yeah, and I did now want I you do, to. Now you wish I'd just get rid of it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but maybe next, next album. Next album, I will be more than happy to uh, collaborate with you on the next project, yeah. Resurrect album. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll definitely be doing something, but uh, let's get to the next song so this don't take forever. This next song is called... Dead Mountain, and it is our first single of the album. Play this for you until you can hear this. Here we go, Dead Mountain.
that's Dead Mountain, and um, it it is one of my favorite tracks off the album. I think um, it is my favorite. Yeah, it, and actually, you know, I well, I, I sh- it's not really the fav- my favorite because it's kind of my song because I, it's the only song I came up with on guitar. I came up with the the um, the ending part. Well, I came up with the whole thing, but the first thing I came up with was was that uh, when it gets to the solo section. The second half of the song, it's like then and then and then I came up with that stuff, and then I came up with the the verses for the beginning of the song, and uh, it was very plain. It sounded very um, alternative rock type thing, and it didn't really fit with the rest of the songs on our album. And then uh, over time, Pete, you know, changed up the guitars and everything, and made it sound more metal and more with the rest of the um, the music. And it, actually, this song changed almost right up to the end of being mixed. Uh, Leandro sang on it. And um, I changed the drums and the chorus and everything, and you know, uh, made the double bass and stuff because that all that wasn't in there. There was a couple of drum things that I did not like, and I had to get rid of them. And I just one day said, you know what, let me give this another try. And with Leandro's vocals, really helped me to make the song a lot better. And even with Pete's guitars, he uh, changed up a lot of guitars to match his vocals, and it helped out so much better than it originally was. And uh, yeah, definitely. And you mentioned before that Pete wasn't happy with uh, solo being as long as it was, but yeah. as a guitar player, I'm glad you left it in, Pete. <laughs> well, I made him leave it in. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think all, all the guitar solos on here are awesome, and he's like he. I wish he was uh, on the show because he could talk a little bit more about it. But um, he does. He another show. Yeah. No, no. He'll definitely come. I should be doing a show tomorrow. Uh, if you want to check that out, uh, it'll be on Thursday night. On uh, Sonic, Sonic Asylum Radio, we're going to talk to Metal War God, and uh, we're going to talk, talk to him about the album and everything. Uh, another friend of mine, uh, actually, actually he's a friend of Greg's too, uh, all from the Heart of Metal message board. But uh, back to this song, Dead Mountain, it was uh, the first song that I wrote lyrically, and I could not figure out what to write about, but doing a little search, I wanted to do a song that would have some kind of story or whatever to it. And I did a search about some mysteries or whatever, and the first thing that popped up was the Dyatlov Pass, and it's an incident that happened in Russia in 1959. These hikers, nine hikers, went up into the mountain. Um, actually, there was ten of them. One of them uh, left the trip early, so he ended up surviving the whole thing, but the other nine continued their their hike, and uh, at some point, something happened in the middle of the night, and... Uh, they left their tents, and there's. if you look it up, there's a website, dialoguepass.com. It gives you all the information of everything that happened to them, pictures and everything, and actually our video, too. I have some of those pictures on the video as well. Some graphic pictures because uh, some of them were missing uh, eyes and tongues and just uh, body parts and clothes. It, it's, it was a very sad story, but it also fit with the music, you know, because the intro is very slow. And it just, as the song builds up, it just fits with that story, and it, it couldn't have fit any any better, you know. And I'm I'm so glad that I found that story. And unfortunately, it had to be a tragic accident, but uh, it made the it made for a good song and a good yes, story. Yes, you did. Well done. Yeah, yeah I Seriously. think so too. But let's get on to the next song. Uh, what is the next song? Ride or Die. There's an interesting story about this song, but I'll tell it when we come back.
songs another one of my favorite songs of this album um again it we've this is the fifth song so it was actually the fifth song that we actually did come up with and uh i think actually during this time the album was only supposed to, wasn't even supposed to be an album it was supposed to be like an ep and then since we couldn't find a vocalist um we kept writing songs together and just said you know what if we get more songs we'll just make an album who cares at this point you know because if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen if it does it does right. um but but then also at the time, um, Pete's father was was ill. Uh, he had cancer, and um, he was dealing with that. And I said, you know, he, he was dealing with that. Like he was having a really hard time, which is very understandable. He, uh, Pete's the only his uh, the only son, so um, he had to deal with his father and everything. I said, you know, why don't you try playing music, maybe to um, you know for therapy? Because he he was like you know yeah, it was it was hard for him. Yeah. So he said, all right, I'll, you know, I'll try whatever. So of course, this is the first song I believe that he came up with during that whole time. And, um, just the, the guitar intro itself, I, I just love how the, the, uh, guitars go with the drums and stuff in, in the intro. And, uh, he did a really cool job and, and just the, under the stress that he had at the time, uh, doing this song, it's just, uh, I surprised how good it did come out. And, um, it's a really cool song. I, I like it a lot. It's a, uh, I know 97 Underground, they played it on their uh, podcast. Actually, uh, Zombie Ritual, uh, Evil yeah. Scott. What's up, Evil Scott? Yeah. Not, not Scott Evil, which I called him by accident on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that until after the fact. But Evil Scott, uh, he said it reminded him a little bit of Megadeth. And I guess after he said that, I can kind of hear a little bit of Megadeth uh, influence yeah. in there. So that's well, a cool song. And um, again, uh, a different singer sang on that one at, uh, early on in the early stages. Uh, actually, um, he was a drummer for the Nightmare stage, and unfortunately things did not work out. But uh, he had a little influence on, on, the, on the lyrics too. But um, everything just uh, worked out perfectly. And uh, him, you know, having these different vocalists throughout the time helped us out a lot to have these melodies to write lyrics later on, you know, and if we didn't have that, I don't know if we would have ever got the songs done, but, you know, I think, I think Robert Garcia and I think Brent Logan for, you know, helping us out for all that stuff. So, you know, it was fun at the time, but, uh, fortunately things did not work out, but it ended up working out for the better anyway, you know? So, uh, let's get to the next song. No cure. What the hell could this song possibly be about? I, Gardening. <laughs> about what? Gardening. Gardening. It might be about gardening. That's what I am from it. We'll we'll listen to it though, and then we'll talk about it on the way back. Okay. All right. No cure.
Uh, You're joined oh. by George's lovely wife, Melody. Hello. Yes, hello, Melody. Oh, Welcome. Lou, by the way. What? Hi, Larry. That is Lou. That is Melody, everybody. And we are live. Are you on- yeah, tell them the words you've learned. You're going to like this. Like what? Don't go beefy. What did she say? Say it again. Say it again. No, no, go, go back to the first Plus, one. I don't like that word. Oh, Thondo Glyphi. Scata. What did I just... Uh, Wayne, move on. Angalada. <laughs> she knows all the farm animals. Oh, good. At least she knows something. I, I, you know what? I was with Greeks with, for like, what, 13 years, I think that was? And guess what? You'll be with us another 13 yeah. years if you keep this shit up. It's my favorite dessert. Yeah. What's it? No, you said it right. Yala, yeah, yala, yeah, 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 do burdigo. Burdigo? Yeah. Burdigo. That's my favorite dessert. Oh, yes, that one is awesome. Yala, do burdigo, it is delicious, yes. We used to call it galactic yeah, booty, booty call. Yeah. I call it galactic booty, yo. Yeah. booty call. Yeah, that's what I call it, too. That's good stuff. I made that once, too, and it came out pretty good. You did? Yeah, you made did. it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very labor intensive, but it's. I'm it's just good. trying to figure out how to make it because I don't, I can't handle that. We go to Wayne's that, house that. and he can show us. Oh, I've made it in years, but uh, I can't. I, I he's an honorary Greek. Yeah, no, final feel. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll never forget the first time I had that stuff. I was like, "Holy shit, this is my favorite dessert ever!" So of I course I had to make it. Yeah. I made a pasticho once. It came out very good. I don't like pasticho. I don't like. You it don't either. like pasticho. Never did. What about musaka? Eh, that's all right. What is it? I prefer uh, pasticho to musaka. Oh, I don't like that either. You don't like it. Mm, it's all right. I'll take that I over like pasticho. Uso. You don't. <laughs> no, Wayne, get him roll a gossi <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, that was no cure. And uh, oh, yeah, we're I mean, if you listen to that song, you can tell kind of what it's about. It's about what we're going through right now with the pandemic and all the bullshit with the... Uh, the, you know, in the in the beginning of the pandemic, when don't wear a mask, wear a mask. It's not going to help. It is going to help. It's just all the confusion of the the beginning of this pandemic thing that we are still in. We're we're still in that two week lockdown that we were supposed to have last year. <laughs> three three years later, <laughs> exactly. So that's basically what that song is about. It's not against you know wearing a mask and stuff like that. It's just the confusion that people yeah. were in. I, I can attest that Wayne never once said, don't wear a mask. He no. was, he never advocated. He just advocated for people to be smart about their life decisions. Exactly. That's, that's Just be smart. Don't be stupid. You know, Wear your mask if you want to wear it. Uh, just be you know smart about it and uh, yeah. don't be an idiot and don't get other people sick. Well, How exactly. do so people grief if they want to wear a mask or don't want to wear a mask? Right. Yeah. Smart. What is the harm if somebody wants to wear a mask? Who cares? Yeah. Yes. Don't wear a mask. Okay, that's your prerogative. Right. Yep. And don't don't give people a hard time if they don't want to wear it. That's their prerogative. They want to get sick, let them get sick. Right. You know. And if somebody yeah. gets sick and they, well, I don't want somebody did get sick here. I'm not going to get into it. I've only been sick once from it. Yeah, so. Yes, you have been sick once, and uh, thankfully you're okay, and everybody's okay, and everybody's fine. Yes, for the most love, part. Much love to my wife. And my daughter for uh, all of us beating it together. So yeah. that's all that matters. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that song's about the pandemic. Uh, per, very, uh, you know, self-explanatory on that one. Here's uh, a question, Wayne. I know how you feel about performing. Yes. Uh, would you ever want to perform these songs live? I would like to. Yes, but uh, like it's only me, Pete, and a guy that lives in Germany. <laughs> so oh, Deandre lives in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. it would be a little hard. So I'd have to find somebody else to fill in for him. And, and uh, you know, obviously you guys could do the other stuff. But, uh, you know, if, it, if that ever comes, then we'll have to take it as, uh, you know, one day at a time or whatever. See what happens. Oh, I'm in. Start TikToking. You need to start. Yeah, TikTok is like really, it's mainstream. I, I have we're, a... we're all on TikTok. Yeah, Lou's on there. I'm on there. Yeah. You're on TikTok? Of course. I was the first one on there. I... You, you made fun of me for being on TikTok. I don't remember ever making fun of you for being I on think TikTok. I don't even think I saw you on TikTok. You have to follow the trends like, to get yourself out there. Melody, I will not be shaking my ass for 60-second videos. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh. He will not be shaking his ass for TikTok, but he will be shaking his ass for the next song. Your go. Which is Blood on My Hands. We'll be right back.
But uh, that was Blood on My Hands. Uh, uh, oh, kind of like a Metallica-ish type song, and then it gets like really heavy, um, like thrashy towards the end there, towards the middle. Another song that uh, I changed a lot during the recording process, and I changed up the drums and added those uh, those, those thrashy or faster drums in the middle of the song, and uh, really made the song a lot better. It was very boring and bland uh, in the beginning, and uh, it was another one of those songs where we, it kind of like really didn't fit until I changed up the drum parts. And some of these songs too, uh, even Pete, he's like, you know, maybe we should just not do the song. <laughs> then we change things around and they're like, okay, it sounds better now. I'm glad you picked these eight because there's nothing about any of that that's boring to me. So, yeah. Well, the good thing is there's, there's actually, this is the only eight that we've ever recorded. There's no extra songs, nothing, nothing got left behind. So. Nothing left for the next album, right? No, not at all. No random <laughs> cover of a J-pop song or something like that. Okay. Nothing, no cover. I we, I did want to do a Halloween cover, and uh, it was going to be March of Time. Pete did do the guitars for it. We just never got to finish it. So maybe the next album will get that done. But uh, yeah, so no hidden surprise, no bonus tracks at all. So you get what you get, people. That's it. It's eight songs, and that's it. And here's the last song right now, In My Dreams. Uh, oh, and uh, Blood on My Hands, I wrote that song. And um, again, that was about all the things that were going on, going on with the, the riots. And um, even with the, um, you know, the, the thing with the Capitol and all that crap. It's just uh, with all the chaos going on, all these people fighting over just nonsense. That's basically what that song is about. And, Our song uh, 6 is similar. It's about, you know. Right. Just- He's going down the toilet. And- yeah, exactly. Those, yeah, no cure and blood in my hands. It's just it's very current uh, songs. So, and I wrote both of those. But, but without being pandering to any particular ideology, it's just right. No, it's as if- very well. Said. Actually, blood on my hands is about a guy who uh, is watching TV basically, and he sees all this crap going on, and then he goes out there and basically tries to stop all these people. And then, uh, you know, he ends up becoming like, you know, the ruler of the town or whatever kind of thing, you know, just to to stop all these insane maniacs from, you know, burning buildings down and doing all the stupid nonsense they were doing. Yeah. So, but that was the idea for that song. Next song, last song, In My Dreams. Here we go. Cover a docking song? No. Yeah. <laughs> Will you remember me?
uh, that was the last song in my dreams. Uh, that is the name of a song, right? Feel the pain. Forgetting. Love the name. Congratulations on a flawless debut effort. Woohoo! Way to go! It ahead. is. It is pretty flawless, isn't it? It is. Right. We expect nothing less from you, <laughs> by which the rest of us only aspire to. Yeah. Well, maybe next. Maybe next album, George. Your your album will be will be good as mine. I, I don't know. I highly oh, dear God. I, I, I doubt it. That's Mecca that I'll just never achieve. I yeah, no, 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 I don't think so. Though. But uh, yeah, that was in my dreams. And actually, that song, uh, my guitarist wrote that song. I pieced it together. It's kind of like a very weird. It, it, there's, there's like no. Well, there is a guitar solo, but there's like no chorus in the song. It's just like kind of all verses and uh, very weirdly put together. But uh, I think it came out pretty cool. Lyrics, Pete tried to write them. I didn't like them, so I kind of took his lyrics and twisted them around a little bit and made them make sense a little bit more. And uh, I think it sounds a little bit better the way it is now. And uh, I just like the way how it ends the album out. You know, he, this was like I think maybe the seventh song we wrote, and I put it at the end because it just the way it ends, it just sounds like an ending of an album. So. But uh, that is it. Any more questions? Now, just remind people where they can find your stuff. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, oh uh, project Re- <laughs> projectresurrect.bandcamp.com, and you can also go to Red Side Review. I'm going to put up a link on there too, as well, and because uh, I keep forgetting to do that. But this is what the album cover looks like, and uh, I forgot to answer who did it earlier. And uh, Lou, you actually pronounced his name better than I could. Fedor Vargatov. Um, Vargatov. Yes, thank you. So he did that, and actually, uh, the guy who did the band logo, really cool guy, Rocky, and I hope I'm Rocky Baya. Him. Yep, Rocky Baya from the Philippines. Very cool guy. He does all my Rats Out review stuff. He did uh, Lou's new logo. Very, very talented guy. Very cool guy. You can nice find guy. him on Twitter at Son of AJ Styles, and he also has a shop set up on ProWrestlingTees.com. Just look them up under Rocky Baya. That's R-O-C-K-Y-B-A-I-A. That's right. Very cool guy. And uh, tell him that sound review sent you. And uh, he will appreciate that. Any logos you need done, he will do them. But there's the back of the album. Uh, check out our Twitter. Twitter.com slash Project Resurrect. Facebook.com slash Project Resurrect. Wait. Where can I get track copy? Uh, those will be coming next year. Okay. So you got to wait a little while. If he sells one copy of his CD, he will get you an A track. Yeah, if I can sell at least one, because one will uh, pay for an A track. <laughs> but no, uh, actually, we did make a lot of money from a lot of people who donated, helping us out. Print, get CDs printed. I really appreciate that from everybody who helped us. Uh, we did get uh, a pretty good, decent amount of money. So we are definitely having the CDs printed. It's just going to take us a while, but you will get them. I promise. So, again, thank you very much for watching this show, watching my little uh, record release. And I thank you, George and Lou, for joining me. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. And I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, we will be seeing you guys next time on the podcast for Woo-hoo. Rat Salad Review. Until then. Oh, actually, hold on. Before we leave. George, where can we find your band, Timeless Haunt? Timelesshaunt.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Bandcamp, we have Bandcamp, and we have Big Cartel, even though we spoke about that. That's archaic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to use that no more. Yeah, you just Google Timeless Haunt. We're the only thing that comes up, which is great. That is, that is very <laughs> good. What an SEO I'm trying, you know. <laughs> and what about you, Lou? I know you've got a website now, too. 
Yes, I do. But first off, to all my Greek friends, I say Christos Anesti. To all my non-Greek friends, I say go fuck yourselves. And uh, you can find me on musicislifepodcast.com. Very cool. And, Real Easter uh, last Sunday, right, Lou? Say that again? I said the real Easter was this past Sunday. Pagan Easter was last month. Yeah. Uh, pagans that killed our people. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, again, thank you guys for watching my album review, uh, my album debut, uh, Project Resurrect, False Reality is the name of the album, Bandcamp, look it up, and thank you again for watching. Toodaloo. Bye bye. All right. Very cool. <laughs> What? <laughs>